This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, but, um, we're holding here in Pasuk Vav Yud, Veira, and there's a, the, it says, um, The word Lamar is one of these words that's very, very unclear what they mean. They um, know it appears a, a, a million times in, in, in Chomish. There are obviously different places where it has a little bit different meanings. Um, it can't always mean the um, to tell it to call Yisrael because it doesn't always seem that way. So the two big so the, the Ramban says as follows: I don't know so much Yisrael. So the first one said that the word lema means go and tell it over. Fatam, which means sheyom Hashem lemoishe emol Yisrael devare ela uvekan lema paro. So whenever the word lemer is used, it means these are the words that you shall say, repeat, etc. Um, when he said that that Kachor came and dreamed to me yesterday, and we've got a problem. He, he, he didn't. The dream wasn't told anybody. All the places where the Pasuk says that Hashem is Shalemar, Dabal Meisol, Shalemar can't mean to speak to Kaisol. The Chayim Rebbe Hashem is Shalemar, Dabal Meisol, and and all of these Pesukim that he brings, where you see that Lemar is followed by a moral Neisrael. The Chayim says that Rebbe Hashem is Shalemar, Ki Dabal Echem Par Lemar. So again, the word Lemar is not; it doesn't mean go and tell it. But Nachum Beinai says, the Rambam says, "Kimilak leimor lahoros albir ha'inyan bechol makom." The word leimor is something which is a, it's it's a, it's an interjection meaning exactly this. Um, the the uh, it's like sometimes when we have um, a statement with a colon, it, 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 this is the way it ought to be. You put a colon down. It, and, and there's sort of an implication that this form, formula, this formulation that we're going to give, is extremely precise. means he told it to him in as clear a speech as possible. And that's why the entire Torah, the word lemur is most appropriate use. the lamer always means to say something out as explicit as possible, and so on. Okay. Uh, Next, how, yes. how does this in shot? Then how would you work it in? In all these psukim, Dabir al Bnei Yisrael, it seems like a bit redundant still. No, so without such a lamer, Akash called Moshe in the clearest of possible words. Speak to Klai and tell him the following. Uh-huh. Um, so the 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 difference lamer would be it's like the difference between somebody. Who is um, 
it talks sort of offhand, conversational tone, where you tell somebody, don't pin me down on what I'm saying. It's kind of, um, you know, it, it's approximately and so on, versus somebody that is very, very strongly crafted every word, and every word is, a, is precise. Okay, the next one, page 324, is an Ezra about what does the word Nevi Echo mean? It says, Rima Shama Moshe, Hashem told Moshe, Re'ei Nesatiha Lehim Lefaro, I've made you the boss of a paro, and Aaron, your brother, will be your prophet. What does it mean, your prophet? I thought only Hashem has prophets, and so on. Vayome, Tam Ro'o, when he says, Re'ei Nesatiha, what does it mean, Re'ei Nesatiha, Shasiha Mailak Dula, Shatia Nechsha Bein Eparo, Kimailas Malach, in other words, Hashem told Moshe, look, take a look and see, you've become um, Paro's uh, mentor, um, angel, so to speak. Paro is looking up at you with reverence. And he's going to speak to the Navi, and Navi speaks to the people in that generation. So the Elohim is the great one, the important one, the Malach, and a Malach talks to a Navi, and Navi speaks onwards. So it's, it goes in two stages. Like every Navua comes from a Malach, the Ramam says, it, 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 the vehicle is a Malach. <coughs> a Malach brings the word of God down to the Prophet, and the Prophet brings the word into, the Prophet brings the, the word into the, it, it brings out the word into, um, it, it, out, out to the world outside. Now, however, there are those who say that a Novi means um, the spokesman. The word Novi comes from Nivs Fasayim, which is a, um, the, the, the fruit of the lips. So some people say the word Novi means spokesman. That, that's the, sort of the root of the word. Kishorish Niv Mehashinayim Lefidas Chochme Tsarfas. Um, so he says the word niv, um, what is the root of niv? It's, it's two, it's, it has two possible um, derivations, either a two-worded root, a nona base, or it's missing the eye and a pole. But in, according to both of them, that's not, v'sharish navi sholoshaisis. But Navi is a regular three-letter um, three verb. Um, you have a ha'ed, like Nevi'im, Vayisnavu, Ke'alaf Shorish. The Aleph is part of the Shorish. It's not a, something added extra or whatever. Ve'oid, k'nir s'asayim s'mo pri, k'mazer s'nuva, o'yidun v'seva. Ve'eid ha'nemon, v'nibo nivza ochloi. And over there, it certainly doesn't mean fruit. Ve'oid, it says an, another thing that would, would make sense, matam ha'shev eishas ish k'navihu. But I wouldn't fit into the Pasik just because he's a Navi and he's a spokesman. What does it have to do with giving back his wife? The word Navi just means a speaker, spokesman. It just saying a Navi, it could mean a spokesman for anybody. So, Devanessa doesn't quite tell us how he 
gets to the word Navi, meaning the confidant of God. So Navi is not the one that speaks from God. He's the one who gets the side from, from Hashem. So let's just step back a second and understand something. A Navi really sort of is straddles a gap between God and man. He gets information from Hashem, which we would call a secret because that hasn't reached people yet, and he gives it over to humanity. So the first shot is it's as a spokesman, and the second shot is he's God's confident he, he gets things close from HaKadosh Baruch I want to add a point or two to this. To me, um, the Rambam in Yesodri Torah speaks about Nevoah, and it's clear that Nevoah is a personal achievement. Nevoah is important, not simply that a Nevoah is a guy who's got credentials, and when he talks, he talks the name of God. Nevoah is important because the Navi is, um, the Navi, it's a madrega of closeness to Kodesh Baruch As a person works his way upwards, he goes to a HaKodesh and a Nevoah. So that would fit a lot more the second shot, where the Navi is the one who's close to Hashem, as opposed to the one who's down on, uh, who, who's the spokesman to people. Even it does both. But the aspect that's important to us is the aspect of him being called Hashem and, and um, you know, and then we, and then uh, giving it to us is part of a mandate that sometimes he needs to come and tell us about it. I want to add another piece here to make some, to make it a little more, to add a little more understanding to the concept of knowing God's secrets. We are used to sort of a very um, baby slash teenage type of um, attitude that, you know, people that are very friendly with, I tell them secrets, and then I ask with anybody else, and so on and so forth. So we think a Navi like Hashem likes Navim a lot, so whenever he's got a great secret to tell, he calls in the Navim and he says, hey, Rabbi Shaya, i got to share this one with you. Now, the problem with that is also, since the Navi is supposed to tell it over a lot of times, it does stop being a secret like once it helps everybody. Um, so, so, so let's try to understand it. Yishai is called a Navi because he knows what Hashem is up to and how he feels that morning. And most of the time he's busy telling it to people. So it's no longer a sight. So why does Hakash Baruch himself tell it? That's really sort of a question. So we need to have a final understanding of what it means God shares his secrets with him. Uh, the morale says, when he speaks about a Navi knowing the future, it, it, it doesn't, he, he explains it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu brings things into this world in a step-by-step process. So things take on a certain less than physical, once something is decreed, it takes on a less than physical um, appearance, and it slowly becomes more and more physical, till it becomes what it is. So just like I drop something, if I have a machine, I have like, I don't know, in, 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 let's take a very simple machine, like in a matzo bakery. So you dump a piece of dough into one end of the machine. So someone who's never saw what comes out the other end can guess, but he really won't know. A guy who knows what a matzo looks like, so as soon as he sees the dough jump in, he says, okay, n- another pound of matzo coming out the other side. So Kodesh brings his things down into this world step by step from very, very vague ruchnistic away, and slowly it becomes more and more material-like until it takes on the shape we have. 
a martial kind of it, it, predicting the weather. So sometimes you have uh, a prediction where you say, well, uh, in 10 days from now, five days from now, the way the moisture is going, the way the winds are going, and so on, it'll get there. So that's not great. Usually those weapons are not great. But sometimes you already see the drizzle. It just hasn't come to your neck of the woods yet. There's a rain. It's this rain moving forward. And that's almost always right because it's there. it is already there at some point. It just hasn't reached it yet. So the, 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 um, the Navi is able to perceive those things that have already taken place before it's come here. They sort of see the rain there, so it's it's a side for the navi, it's a side for the world because the world is not privy that the world's not holding madrega where they can perceive the xeris hashem tvarishem before it becomes an actual physical reality, and then by coming to this reality, that's where we realize it and so on. Um, okay, so I, I guess the one thing in, in this point in the is it, it's a both are synonymous being closer to Kadesh Baruch Hu, Makes you more aware of things in a, in a more in, in in a in a form that it's not yet um, it hasn't reached the material state yet. If I give a muscle for this, and this will help us understand the closeness of the Navi Takarish Baruchu and his ability to see the future. Uh, if you're dealing with a person and you're asking yourself, what's this person going to do next? So. I can go many different directions. I can say, well, it's in his interest to this, it's in interest to that. He indicated he would do this, he indicated he wouldn't do that, and so on. But if I know a person well, and I know his moods, so I can tell when he's going to do or not going to do something just by kind of his expression, his, his body language. So I can say it with certainty because I understand the person better than the other one does. So it's not a prediction of a future, but it's a present that is not yet formed so strongly that anybody can recognize it. So it requires a closeness of me to recognize it, but once I'm that close, I recognize it and I see what's going to be. <clears throat> okay, the next piece is a long piece, and I would better say it's many, many pieces, where the Rambam, where we discuss the issue of the Chira and Gzeira um, I've broken it up into the safer instead of just one long piece. We've broken it up into um, it, like the points and, and different shinum on it. Basically, the Rambam. So let's let's frame the big question and then and then we'll go into the details. This we, this parsha is one of the first parshas that really deals with the chira head on. Akharish Baruch says, "You're going to go to paro. You're going to present an argument that's really really powerful." And compelling, and anybody who's reasonable would desist. But I'm going to make Paro so stubborn that he won't, and that and, and that way I'll be able to show my greatness and so on. So the question is, okay, God can do anything He wants, and basically what He's saying is, I'm robbing free will from Paro. I'm going to make him stubborn. Means that. Paro would have normally, under normal circumstances, agreed to, to, to let him go. Anybody smart knows that given the choice of being pulverized or sort of giving in a bit, giving in a bit is a smarter move, but Akash is, is going to make him stubborn. So Ayak is interfering with his will, r- r- ability to choose, one. Two, 
Um, so why do we call Paro the Russian terrible, terrible Paro, and Paro, 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 Paro? I mean, poor Paro is, is somebody hijacked, the, uh, using current language, he made it the zombie, and they, they robbed him of his free, um, free will, and he's using it. That's the issue that Ram deals with. It's obviously a very fundamental issue, and the uh, other is him. Okay, so the Ramah Muslim Shuba says, Psukim Harbei, Yesh B'Torim Leviyim. So this Ramah Muslim Shuba, where he deals with Bechira and Oyedia. Fascinating, by the way, the Ramah has a Muslim Shuba. Um, one would have expected this to be in Surah Torah, in Deos. Muslim Shuba, well, it, it, yes, it's relevant to every single, you know, Hilchas Chomets and Matzah Bechira is also relevant. Why Muslim Shuba, I don't know. It's not, maybe not the place to give the answer, but it, it is something to note. But the Saravim says, I just said that a person has the rishus to do whatever he wants. There are many psukim that seem to contradict this. And people make mistakes. Some people will think that at the end of the day, who decrees that the person shall do good or bad. And that a person is not free to do what he wants. Um, the next piece is a Shemayna Prakim, and it's the same exact question, phrased a little bit differently, but that's the, that's the question. He also asks it, the way in which he asks over here is a Shemayna Prakim. He says, so what was the game that a Kaddish Baruch was playing with him? He says, please, please send the kids. And the Kaddish says, no way. Well, um, hello? I mean, I can suppose not letting. What's the game about? Okay, so now, so, so the Ramah Mishon of Prakhman here is basically the same as, and now we'll continue on with the Shuvah. I'm going to explain a very fundamental point. Which help you understand all those old Psukim. There's a few more Psukim. Bata Hasebois Leiba Maharanit, Kadesh who said, Alyo accused Akadesh Baruch of turning Kaisrol. Bad and so on. When a person sins willingly, the person in full uh, cognizance and will sins royally permit. He deserves to be punished. And Kadosh knows how he's going to be punished. Some sins, um, the midas adin is that the person that we sh- that, that the person shall be um, punished in this world. Him, it's money, it's young children. Because young children are his. Some are most appropriately punished Olam Haba. He lives a wonderful life, Olam Haba's. So, different Averis carry different levels of Onish to them, different venues for Onish. So this Ram adds that you know tshuva chet are all vidaytem etzayi. Then he says so. The Ram says 
basically the Avera, for, per, the Avera person knows it's up to him. The punishment and the venue for the punishment is up to Hashem. It's possible person has said it very strongly. Until the 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 there are some punishments that Kodesh puts every obstacle in front of tshuva. It's deserved. In other words, you your first sin was done willingly. What are the consequences? One of the consequences is that there's no appeal anymore. They become hardened. They began insulting the Shluchim HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his prophets. Until HaKadosh Baruch Hu got angry enough, and, and, and until it reached a point where there'd be no rectification. There would be no cure. The with. And therefore, the, um, the, the treating him, it, it, so, so it was up to Paro to make a decision how he would um, how he would continue and what he would do. So once he chose to sin, it was Akadosh Baruch who decided that the right thing to do is to take away the ability to do truth of him. And he'll explain later what Akadosh Baruch gained by that. Why would Akadosh Baruch won't do that? But at least Al Kapanim understand that his lack of bechira at this junction is not an essential lack of bechira, but rather that is already in the wake of, his, of him having um, done the first sin. He says the same thing. In the next piece is the Rama Mishmona Prakim, and he says um, it, it, what he adds over here is he explains a little bit why he Akharish Prakim did it. Um, let's take a look. So in the Shmona Prakim, he says that um, the the Akharish um, Baruch is the one who knows exactly when which punishment is appropriate. Let's take a look on page 326, the continu- continuation of the Rambam in Hilchus Tshuva. So why, why, so, okay, it's fine. So I was entitled to do that. But, but what kind of sadistic pleasure is it to, to, to keep torturing Paro? So he says, um, It's to teach people that if HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't allow you to do tshuva, you can't do tshuva. A person is willing to concede much to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're willing to say, you know what? 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu is great, he's strong, he's powerful, he's mm. the one thing he can't do is make me do something I don't want to do. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, here, um, it's for every advantage you do it. When I deprive you of your ability to do tshuva, you can't do it. All those mispsukim, where it says that Akkadish Baruch who deprived them of the ability to tshuva, it's only after they did their avera. So they did their terrible avera, and then it was Akkadish Baruch who who was showing everybody. I, I want to add a point over here as to w- what it is all about. You know, most of areas are because of some type of some ruts and, and, and the, 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 um, the punishment for that should not be a loss of the hero. But when you have an extraordinary area like this, which is Lahachis, where he denies a person's existence, um, so, or if a person sins a lot, it gets to a point where a person says, less din, less dying. So then, the, the Midas Hadin is, where Akashpur takes away the person's Bechira, he no longer is capable of acting, there's no greater contradiction to his sense of invincibility, of being above it all, um, than losing your Bechira. When you became helpless, it strikes at the heart of you are saying I'm stronger than God. God might be great and powerful and got all sorts of tricks up his sleeves, but I but but it's up to me and I decided I'm not giving in to God. Um, well, you just realize now that you you've lost your ability to give in. You've lost your ability to not give in. You you, you have no more bechira left. So so it's a certain mida connected mida in in a very very um, powerful way. The um, the lesson uh, at yes. the end of the day, the lesson seems to be for the greater olam as opposed to the person themselves. If, if, if correct that ability, then it's the punishment. Correct, correct. It it's 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 to mark something for um, for for everyone. That that is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. The um, um, that's but um, as as far as this goes. The, I want to add just, we'll stop here in terms of the Rambam, because we've basically, and again, Rambam Prakim is very, very similar to what he says over here. just wanted to add a point, why is it Nochas Shuva that Rambam brings it? All the places, I would call, I would say, Sorat Torah, maybe Deos. I, I think the answer is like this. In every Avera or Mitzvah that a person does, in doing the Avera or Mitzvah, we don't see a demonstration a free will. For instance, I do many mitzvahs, I do many averis. Somebody looking at the outside, a psychologist would say, yeah, I, I, um, I, these are things I like doing. Some of them fall in the mitzvah, some fall in the averis. I, I like doing them, I've been conditioned to doing them, I, I'm, I've, been, I've been coward into doing them, but, but the, the fact that I do many things in many different ways means nothing. But the ideal shuva is oisim makom also isha, and and so on. And so in the same situation, um, I walk by something I shouldn't do, and now I decide to do it. And then a, a, a month later, 
I say, oh my gosh, why did I do it? It was terrible. And I'm in, I'm in the same situation, and I, I don't do it. So this is the first time that I see real Bechira at work. All mitzvahs and Averis are possible without Bechira, just the way you had to go about it. But Tshuva is only really, of all the mitzvahs, Tshuva is the core of, of Bechira. The same Averis with the same situation is creating two different realities for me. And that's where I really do see Bechira. I think that's where Rama brings it in, that, in the past. I put it. So we have it around on Shita that the reason for, um, the reason why Paro was, it was told to, to it was, was requested constantly to let them go, and yet his heart was hardened, was a type of punishment that Bechira, that, that he, because of the various he did, he lost his right for Bechira, and that's why it would be like that. Okay, we'll hold it here. Okay, so next.